Breadbox Media Programming is brought to you by Jack Kane Ford. Find your next Ford Tough vehicle at KaneFord.com. Woodhill Community Center. Have a hand in the heart of the city. Support their mission with your donations at WoodhillCommunityCenter.org. Toyota in Nicholasville Superstore. Online consultants are standing by right now to help you find your next Toyota. Visit ToyotaOnNicholasville.com. Lexus of Lexington, home of the best-selling Lexus IS. Find yours today at LexusOfLexington.com. Did you know that half of America is single? Hollywood has never produced anything like this before. The Dating Project, a groundbreaking documentary that follows five single people, ages 18 to 40, as they search for authentic and meaningful relationships. There is no script. There are no actors. These are real people trying to find love and happiness in an age of swiping left or right. From Empower Pictures, Paulus Productions, Family Theater Productions, and Pure Flix, you can now own The Dating Project. Save the date by visiting thedatingprojectmovie.com and go a step further and help others in your circle date differently by partnering with Ascension Press. Visit shop.ascensionpress.com to acquire the companion study guide. The Dating Project movie is now available on DVD and digital download on Amazon, iTunes, and Walmart. Please visit thedatingprojectmovie.com for details. summer and some people say that we are at or near that final market top. Welcome everybody to Chuck and Ann on Finance brought to you by IIE Financial. IIE Financial, willing the good of another. Visit us online at IIEFinancial.com or call the offices today 832-953-4998. So we are in the dog days of summer just about when school's about to come back into session. Um, I'm in beautiful Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, you know, heading into this week. So for this edition of this week's podcast, we are uh, coming at you after we've had a pretty strong down move in the Dow. There was a really strong 196 points down uh, that the market fell on Friday, scared the crud out of some people, um, really did just just give them a little bit of a shake. And, and when, whenever you have these 200 point down days, it always tends to give the market a little bit of a shake. So we'll talk a little bit about that. Um, we'll talk a little bit today uh, about, you know, what's what's really the next phase, if you will, of growth for um, for technology companies, right? Where can they go? And, and, and why is that something that's, that's pretty important? And then, of course, we'll take a look at some news headlines. So Let's start with just a kind of a little overview uh, of the markets in general. So overall, uh, we had a pretty strong move down on Friday, 196 points in the Dow, 20 points in the S&P. So, but, you know, 196 points in the Dow 
five years ago was 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 a bigger deal than it is today because that's less than one percent. I mean, it was less than a one percent Dow Jones move, uh, but it, but the number itself is really what scares people, right? Um, the number the number scares people more than than the percentage really warrants. There's no need to be that uh, to be that upset. Now, why did that happen? Well, there was a big currency crisis in Turkey. And the Turkish currency crisis is something for us to pay attention to. Um, why? why? Why do we care about the currency uh, you know, crisis that's, that's happening in Turkey? Well, it, it, the, the Turkish currency is, is uh, lira, and the lira is, is measured against the U.S. dollar. Now, uh, what happened was is that over the past five years, we're just going to use the last five years, one U.S. dollar was worth about 50 cents of, of, of lira. So, well, one, one lira was worth about 50 cents of U.S. dollar. That's, that's a better way to put it. So one lira was worth about 50 cents of a dollar. Well, that was in 2013. Last year, one lira was worth about 28 cents. So essentially, it lost half its value from 2013 to 2017. Well, as of Friday, one lira was only worth 16 cents, meaning that the lira in the last year has basically been cut in half again. So it took about four years to get cut in half the first time, um, and it got cut in half again. And really, if you go way, way back to back to 2008, one lira was worth about 82 cents. So what this means is that the economy of the Turkish lira is really, really, really hurting people. Now, the, the, it, because what it does is it causes hyperinflation in that country. So what this, what this means for, for the world is that you know, when it slides down against the US dollar, it becomes a problem for the businesses and the banks to get revenues in lira and then pay back any of the debt that they have in dollars. So if Turkish companies or the Turkish government own U.S. debt, well, now the U.S. debt that they owe may not be able to get paid because they're because they're on such a small amount, right? And and having that, you know, it was a 17 percent drop against the dollar in one day. And having that drop against the dollar really threatens Europe, right? Turkey is that gateway between Europe and the Middle East. And so, you know, we, we've got, there's, there's, there have been sanctions imposed by President Trump on some senior Turkish officials earlier this month. And, and that was really on a, you know, because of the, the detention of an American pastor. But what, what does that mean? Well, that means that that the that the Turkish people are the ones that are going to suffer from this a, a ton, um, and and it's because it's going to cause what's called hyperinflation, and and the hyperinflation means that it's going to cost more money for them to buy everyday goods and services. Well, if they can't buy everyday goods and services, then the companies that rely on those everyday goods and services for what it is that they do. Um, you know, they are not going to be able to pay the debts that they have purchased. And if they've purchased long-term U.S. equity debts, then they become an, uh, then, then essentially they become uh, a liability. And that's really why the stock market took such a big hit, because that, the hit that the stock market can take 
is simply because there's fear that they're not gonna be able to pay their debts. Now, by the way, this is not the first time that this has happened, right? The, many countries have gone through this kind of a problem, this kind of an issue in the past. And the best way to deal with this kind of an issue is for, for the countries themselves to retract the amount of currency that's out on the market to increase the overall demand. Now, what that requires, though, is a pretty strong centralized government to do that. Uh, and that's where you've seen countries like uh, Venezuela, Argentina, you know, they've gone through this on multiple occasions. Uh, you know, you hear the story about in Germany, people had to take, uh, you know, barrelfuls of Deutschmark to, uh, to, to, to buy a loaf of bread, right? Well, and that's really one of the fears that can happen. Uh, I don't know if it's going to get that bad. I don't see it getting that bad, but it's a strong centralized government that, that will stop it from getting that way. And Turkey hasn't really had that recently. So for, for, for what it means to you as an investor, here's what it means to you as an investor. Your international funds may take a bigger hit than usual. So where is your exposure on the international stage? That's number one. Number two, this could have an effect on U.S. funds longer term uh, if there's not some sort of, um, I guess the word would be, influx of support, right? If you think about what happened in Greece, Greece almost defaulted on all of their debt and their currency, well, and they were using the euro, but their currency would have fallen apart if they had their own currency. They, uh, but they nearly defaulted on all of their debt and that caused a shakeup in the market. Well, there was there was an ability, if you will, for those for 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 help to come. And the help that came for the for the Greeks really is what allowed uh, Greece to come out of that, right? And it didn't affect the US economy. And that point what it did was it actually pushed up the US economy and it helped more than it hurt. So just keep that in mind that I don't think that this could just wind up being a little blip on the radar screen. I know a lot of people get overly concerned with, frankly, more news than they need to. Uh, and I think that's the case. Now, as far as our other markets, the NASDAQ is still our leading market, although we're starting to see a little bit more in the small cap industries. The small cap industries are are getting some success, but we're starting to see a little bit of, a, of weakness, if you will, in some of the big name tech companies. Those big name tech companies that people have been, frankly, just making a living off of, uh, you know, in, in regards to Netflix, Amazon, Google, Baidu, all those ones. Now, Google is still an important an important one. Part, part of the market's strong rally last week was simply due to the fact that Google had uh, strong earnings, right? But if you go to the week before, it was that Google had poor earnings. So it's the poor earnings from before that, that, that really uh, you know, is giving people that cause of concern. Now, Google has a slightly different business model. Both Google and Apple had strong earnings, but they're a different business model. Uh, the Netflix weakness, I think, really surprised people. They knew that they were going to be down, but the, the fact is, is that they had the strong, the guidance that came, they, they came out was that the, because they're spending so much more on content, they're going, to have, they're going to have less money to spend on everything else. And so when, when we're looking at where's my next place for money to go, you know, what's the next version of FANG stocks that, are, that we're going to have to pay attention to? 
Well, the next version of Fang stocks may not be Facebook, you know, Amazon, Apple, Netflix, and Google. There, there could be a whole new array. And so, this is what I always say when it when it comes to looking at technology stocks. What are the kids in college doing today? Because if you think about Amazon, and I say, and I've said this before, and if you listen to the show regularly, then you've heard us talk about this. When you think about Amazon, and when you think about Netflix. You know, everybody uses them today. No question, right? Everybody uses them today. But who was using them 10 years ago, right? Who was using them eight to 10 years ago? Well, eight to 10 years ago, they were still fairly new uh, and they were being used by the younger people, right? People that were a little bit more tech savvy. I remember the first year and my wife is, uh, you know, Annie, though she's not on with me today. She's a, she's a bit younger than me. I'm, uh, I'm pushing 40 and she's 35. And that doesn't seem like a big difference, but just that five-year difference is, is enough that I'm, I'm more of the ilk that I'd rather just go to a store and buy Christmas presents is what I am. Nope, not her. Um, and that didn't start now. That, that was 10 years ago. 10 years ago was when we stopped really going to the store to buy Christmas presents for people. And, uh, and we just started getting everything on, on Amazon. And most people weren't doing that yet, right? So same thing with Netflix. Netflix starts to come out. And, and I remember that Netflix, when it started off as a, well, Netflix originally was, was just a, you know, Reed Hastings was a, was a video store, a Barnes and Noble competitor. I, I, Barnes and Noble, I think. And, and uh, what was the other one? Borders competitor. Um, but, but eventually, you know, Netflix became, you could get uh, movies, DVDs delivered to your house and you'd order them on the net. Right. That was that was originally what it was. And then they launched this streaming service, which came free with your Netflix subscription. So, you know, while you could still get the DVDs in the mail, they had this little tiny fledgling streaming service. Well, when I wasn't thinking anything of that 10 or 15, you know, 10 years ago, that's when the younger people were starting to say, really, why would I ever get a DVD or a Blu-ray? Why don't I just use the streaming version? Uh, And it took a while for me to catch up. So now if you've got kids that are 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, what are they doing? What are they doing differently that we're not doing? Um, you know, as as people that are that are in their 40s, 50s, and 60s, because because that I think is really where you find your next Fang stocks. Uh, and and do I have one to tell you right now? Nope, I don't have one to tell you right now. I mean, there's a couple of different areas to look, and one of the places to look would be like, for example, smart homes. Right, a smart home. I don't think they're even making homes that are not in the smart home space anymore. But that might be, uh, you know, an area worth worth looking into. Another one is online gaming. Uh, you know, online gaming is not new, certainly, um, but I think it's becoming a bigger piece than it ever was. And you know, um, Facebook is now is old. What's the next? What's the next one that's going to come after Facebook? And you know, is it Snapchat, which has a lot more of the youth on it than Facebook does? So those are all questions to, to, to ask yourself when you're looking at good opportunities and finding good opportunities in the market. But when I, what I'll tell you about this is when looking for good opportunities and for trying to find something that fits your risk parameters, what's important is just look around. Just look around to see what's important. You got definitely have to pay attention to some of the fundamentals, but sometimes the sometimes the consumer acceptance will be there before the fundamentals, and that's really where taking a bit of a risk comes into play. And you've got to be comfortable with what kind of what you're willing to do. So 
Um, if, you don't, if you have any questions on that, please feel free to reach out. My email address is chuck at iiefinancial.com. Until next week, everybody, I hope you have an absolutely amazing, amazing week. Uh, and then uh, please feel free to reach out if you have any questions. Thanks so much for joining us. Talk to you soon. Introducing the redesigned CatholicSingles.com, featuring new ways that put the spotlight on the person and their faith, not just a profile picture. For the past 20 years, faithful Catholics have used CatholicSingles.com, and the reimagined CatholicSingles.com website is ready to help single Catholics take the next step in sharing meaningful relationships with other faithful Catholics. Remember, CatholicSingles.com, for faith, fellowship, and love.